The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends, all around the world. Major prophetic events are speeding up all over this earth. An enormous prophetic event is just ahead. It is called the Great Tribulation. Jesus Christ himself, the apostles John and Paul, and the prophet Daniel all prophesied of this specific event. There are many indications that the Great Tribulation will occur within the lifetimes of most of you. This enormous event will change all of our lives. It will change our entire civilization. Are you truly ready to face this awesome event? How can you and your loved ones actually escape the soon coming Great Tribulation? Stay tuned. My friends, there is a very real God. The prophetic events described in the inspired Bible are now beginning to occur with increasing speed. Notice what Jesus Christ told us about our time just before his second coming. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 3. He was asked, When will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? He was not asked about the end of the earth, but the end of this age, this 6,000-year period of human experience, the end of the age. And Jesus answered, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So all kinds of wars and rumors of wars. And now we find war literally all over the Middle East, Africa, various parts of Asia, more than ever before. It's happening, my friends, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, all kinds of disease epidemics are coming, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation, kill you. You will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and betray one another and hate one another. He says a little bit later down here, he talks about fleeing to a place of safety. And he says in verse 20, pray that your flight, God's people are going to have to flee. No, there's not going to be a rapture. There's not going to be a bus coming along and suddenly the bus drivers whisk away and everyone is killed. That's ridiculous. God does not do things that way. He tells us several times in the Bible there is a time to flee God's true people. So pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath, for there will be great tribulation, a great tribulation, not something small, the most awesome event in human history up to this point. Tremendous things, great tribulation, such as there has not been since the beginning of the world to this time, known or ever shall be. Nothing like it before in human history. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved alive. So it's cosmicide, the absolute destruction of the entire human race, Jesus said, 
for it occur unless he cuts these coming days short. No flesh would be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Yes, a genuine cosmicide, the entire destruction of the human race will occur, as Jesus Christ said, unless, as much of the Bible tells us, human beings begin to really repent and obey their Creator. Do you see that coming? I don't until we're shaken to our foundations, my friend, unless God intervenes. So with the invention of atomic and hydrogen bombs, for the first time, humanity does have the capacity to erase all human life from all this planet. This is very real. Let's not kid ourselves. Jesus said it will happen unless we wake up. Notice Luke's account of this back in Luke chapter 21. If you have a Bible, follow me. Check up on me. Many people say the Bible says the Bible says, and it does not say that at all. See what it does say right here, Luke chapter 21, and picking up in verse 20, talking about this same time. He says, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, and that's going to occur in the near future, then know that its desolation is near, and those of Judea are fleet of the mountains. These are the days of vengeance that all things that are written may be fulfilled. All the major prophecies in the Bible will be fulfilled during this extended period of time. But woe to those who are pregnant and nursing babies, for there will be great distress, tremendous distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. Those people in Israel are going to be led away captive into all nations. And if you understand who Israel really is in total, it's going to be a lot of us. They will be led away captive into all nations. And it says Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles. The stage is set. These things are already beginning to happen. And Jerusalem will be trampled until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And then notice what happens. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, a coming time of heavenly signs and distress on the nations and perplexity and the sea and the waves roaring. Tremendous horrifying storms like Katrina, like Sandy are going to start happening again and again. Great distress on the earth and the waves roaring with men's hearts failing for fear with the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. God will begin to intervene, my friends, within the lifetimes of most of you. He will begin to show who is God. It's not going to be Al Gore's climate change type thing. This is way above that. Satan has guided many of our movie producers and others to try to produce things like The Day After Tomorrow and movies that simulate this, and they make people kind of front-running what's going to actually happen. But it's going to be far more horrifying and real when it happens, horrifying storms like Sandy are going to occur all across the earth, and especially America, Britain, and the English-speaking nations, if you understand. Hundreds of thousands will be in danger, and people will finally realize that something is up. Notice verse 31. So likewise, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Yes, the kingdom of God is coming, a genuine government of God to be set up on this earth under Jesus Christ as King of Kings. When these things happen, it's very near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation, your generation, the generation you're living in, especially you young people, will by no means pass away till all these things are fulfilled. 
Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down by carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. We all want to make more money and have more fun. That day come upon you unexpectedly. It's going to come like a snare on those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. It's going to occur quickly. It's going to occur unexpectedly on those who don't understand. Many of you are beginning to understand. If you watch this program and read Tomorrow's World magazine, you can understand. But there is a way of escape. Here is part of the way of escape in verse 36. Notice, he says, verse 36, Watch, therefore, you're supposed to watch these world events. So you need to study these prophecies so you know what to watch for. You need to read our booklet so you know what to watch for and what is just ahead. Watch, he says, and pray always. Pray to the God who gives you life and breath that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things. There is a way to escape if you watch and if you truly cry out to God. Put your heart in your prayers and mean it, my friends. All the Bible shows that. You don't have just sleepy time prayers. You have heartfelt prayers that God will hear. And pray that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So what should you be doing? What should you be doing? Think about it. At this point, I want to offer you one of our most powerful and popular booklets. It's entitled, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. 14 signs, specifically detailed here, things you can watch. This is truly an exciting and powerful booklet. 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return gives specific points you can watch in your newscasts and newspapers and see what is just ahead as these prophetic events unfold all around you. So call us or write us today and request your free copy of this very eye-opening booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. And you can follow us on Tomorrow's World on Facebook and on Twitter. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World. P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now, my friends, back to our topic. How can you escape the coming great tribulation? We've just shown you how Jesus Christ said that cosmicide may come on a rebellious world. So he warned us to watch and to pray. But Jesus Christ also clearly revealed another key thing we must do. Most of you know that the Bible reveals that the symbol of a woman is often used to picture a church. Notice how the Apostle Paul was inspired to use this symbol. It's mentioned a number of times. I'll just give you this one reference for those of you who haven't had this explained. 
Notice in 2 Corinthians in your Bible. Turn there. Check up on me. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Paul writes, Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly, and indeed you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. The church was to be a chaste virgin. In other words, a woman presented to Christ as is explained also in Ephesians chapter 3 and other parts of your Bible, a woman symbolizing a church. Now, turn to Revelation 12 in your Bible. Turn to Revelation 12 in your Bible, if you would. And I want all of you to read this in the future carefully. Check up on me. I won't read the whole chapter here, but I want you to read it so you can understand this. A very powerful prophecy of what is just ahead. Revelation 12. Now a great sign appeared in the heaven in John's vision, a woman. This woman, as we'll see, was ancient Israel. It's called the church in the wilderness, back in Acts. The church in the wilderness. A woman clothed with the sun and with the moon under her feet and a head of garland on her twelve stars. Then, being with child, she cried out in labor and pain. So ancient Israel gave birth to the Messiah. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on its heads. And his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven. Again, stars often picture angels in the book of Revelation, as most of you know. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as was born. And she bore a male child, Jesus the Christ, we know, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. But the child was caught up to God in his throne. Then the woman, the true church, fled to the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and sixty days. During the dark ages, the true church had to flee, and she was there in the wilderness, not off in some place or in heaven. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon and his angels. Satan rebels against God and is cast back down to this earth one last time. It shows how the dragon was cast out. Verse 9, the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world and his angels were cast out with him. The accuser of our brethren has been cast down who accused us before our God day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And then it shows rejoice you heavens, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, verse 12, and the sea for the devil has come to you having great wrath. At the time of the end, Satan is going to come down with great wrath. That has not happened yet. A heavenly battle, a spirit war. But that spirit war is getting closer. When that happens, my friend, things are going to happen that will stand your hair on end. There are going to be all kinds of weird murders and tortures and odd things happening and shining crosses and odd voices here and there. Demons will be filling this earth more than ever. And we need to understand that. The devil will come down knowing he has a short time. At the end, he has a short time left before Christ comes as king of kings. Now when the dragon was cast down, he persecuted the woman. Who is the woman? This is clearly at this point the New Testament church, the true church. In the earlier verse, it was the ancient Israel, the congregation in the wilderness. Now this is God's church in the New Testament. He persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child 
And the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the, the wilderness to her place. Not up in heaven. She has to flee to her place. The heaven is never called a wilderness. And I think you know that. But she has a place. And she's protected or nourished for a time and times and half a time. A three and a half year period at the time of the end where the tribulation, the coming great tribulation is going to occur. And then one year at the end, the day of the Lord, two and a half years approximately for the great tribulation, then one year for the day, the prophetic day of the Lord. So she's protected at that time in a place in the wilderness from the presence of the serpent, protected from Satan. There is a way of escape. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth, and the earth helped the woman, swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth, and the dragon was enraged with the woman, the true church of God. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. The true church keeps the commandments of God. My friends, who are the God's true saints? Who are they? How does the Bible describe God's true saints? Here it describes them as those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. No, they're not Jews. Some commentaries try to say these are Jews. No, they don't keep the testimony of Christ. They pay no attention to it. They not, do not understand yet. But notice over in chapter 14, Revelation 14, 12, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments, plural, commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Not just faith in Jesus, but the very faith of Jesus Christ. There are commandments of God. There are ten commandments. All of God's people should keep all of ten of God's ten commandments. Notice back here in Revelation, if you would, turn to one more scripture that makes this very plain. Revelation chapter 22. Revelation 22 at the very end, the very end of the Bible, when everything's supposedly nailed to the cross. He said here in verse 14, Blessed are those who do His commandments. God's commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and they may enter through the gates into the city. Blessed are those who do God's commandments. They are a way of life. True Christians, the true saints of God, please understand, be willing to get it. This world is deceived on that point. True Christians should be keeping the Ten Commandments, all ten of them, including the Fourth Commandment. Notice now, the book of James, the book of James, chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scriptures, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. If you stumble with the Sabbath, if you stumble by taking God's name and cursing God, any one of those things is breaking God's law. In other words, you're to become so surrendered to God that you're willing to keep the Ten Commandments through Christ in you and the Holy Spirit in you. To walk that way, you're not perfect, but that is your way of life. God commands that. He intends that. Jesus set us the example by doing that. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. This is not ceremonial laws. This is the spiritual law of God, the Ten Commandments, adultery and murder. 
Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. What law? The Ten Commandments are the ones he's obviously talking about against adultery, against murder. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. This is called the law of liberty. Is it so difficult to, to keep yourself from murdering? Is it so difficult to do this and that? No, God's commandments are not that way when you understand. And we do need to understand. Notice back here in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. We're to keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. The truth is not in someone who says, oh, I just love the Lord, but he will not keep God's commandments. We must really do that. We must keep God's commandments. We must walk with Christ, talk with Christ, have Christ living in us. He goes on to say, but whoever keeps his word, read this word, study it, understand what it really says. Truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him, you say you abide in Christ, ought himself to walk just as he walked. How did Jesus walk? Jesus said back in John 15, verse 10, he kept the commandments. He set us the example by keeping the commandments. Look it up in John 15, verse 10. Turn to Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 in your Bible. It says here, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live in the faith of, as the correct text here, I live in the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We must surrender to let Christ live his life in us through the Holy Spirit. The life I now live in the flesh, I live in the faith of the Son of God, Paul said. How can we be sure of God's protection in these last days? I'm going to show you even more. You've got to learn the full truth of God to be protected. Think about it. Again, my friends, please call or write us immediately for your free copy of our vital booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. It will spell out the details of what is just ahead and what you should be doing. This is truly an exciting booklet, a powerful booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. So call us or write us today and request your free copy of this very eye-opening booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Call now. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org, and you can follow us at Tomorrow's World on Facebook and on Twitter. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. 
tomorrow's world. Call now. Finally, my friends, notice again how God Himself described His true saints, those human beings He has promised to bless and to protect. Notice again Revelation 14 in your Bible. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12, the Word of God says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So we're to keep all of God's commandments and we're to understand them. If you want to really understand them, you could write for our booklet on the Ten Commandments. We have a booklet on that too. Call it. Ask for that along with the other booklet if you want to. All our booklets are free. A booklet explaining in detail, in great detail, the Ten Commandments. Picture, my friends, this vast universe, the sun, the moon, the infinite number of stars. As full sons of God, we are called to inherit this glory if we will obey our Creator. Many of us will become full sons of God like Christ if we're willing to surrender. Notice what it says back in Romans 8 and verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he glorified. In God's plan, he wants you to have glory along with Christ. And he says back here in verse 18, he said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that we've revealed in us. We're going to be glorified members of the family of God if we're willing to do what God says and quit arguing and thinking we're not going to keep God's commandments. Be willing to check up on us. We have the answer. We can tell you how to escape the coming tribulation. That's why we understand these prophecies in detail that we're telling you about. So Christ must live his life within you, as we read in Galatians 2.20. Christ lives in me, Paul wrote. And the life I now live, I live with the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We must truly be overcomers, my friends. We've got to be willing to surrender, to pray our hearts out, we need to be willing to study, really study this book, drink in of it, feed on it, pray to God with our heart, meditate on the Bible, fast before God, and walk with God, and walk with Christ, and let Jesus Christ live His life in us through the Holy Spirit. Then we will receive God's glory and His divine protection. That's what God wants you and me to do, to really learn to walk with God, to walk with God, talk with God, have Christ live his life in us. Then we can have God's protection. Notice back in Deuteronomy chapter 4, and let's turn here to verse 27. The eternal will scatter you among the people. You will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And then you will serve God's, the work of men's hands, wood, stone. But from there, you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. Then you will be blessed, protected, and finally glorified as full sons of God in his kingdom and his family forever. My friends, tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you will gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. You probably figure that out. No one gives you what we give you here. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events 
and at the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. We will also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week, right here at the same time. See you right here next week. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.